Hey, uh, so welcome to Red River Podcast. Wow, Jason, first time on the show. First time, long time, right? Um, We're going to talk. Yeah, I know this is. No, go ahead, please. Talk all over me. It's all right. (laughs) No, 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 you go. (laughs) So anyway, Jason plays in in my band, and uh, this is fun to have him on for our favorite TV shows uh, of the year. This is the last of the best of episodes, so this is episode number four. Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, good to be here. I know this must be a big deal for you guys. Just treat me like anybody else. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, the big deal is going to be once we get Noreen on the show uh, to do the synth wave episode. That okay. that'll, that'll nice. be a big deal. So, which I think she mentioned to you, Brian. Yeah, I'm I'm more than down to talk that shit. You know what I mean? Talk that shit. <laughs> Um, I love that. So before we start, are there any shows that are coming out this year? Any new seasons that are renewing that anyone's looking forward to, Jason? Uh, you know, there's a new show, I think, out today called Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Yep. I was interested in that. I don't know uh, 100% what it's about, but I heard you could watch it in any order, which sounds oh, wow. interesting. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be surprises no matter which order you watch the episodes in. So uh, I was going to start that up maybe tonight. Wow, that doesn't oh, make sense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking forward to Your Honor second season because I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched it, but like the first season is it the Brian Cranston? Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that it's yet. Oh, I gotta really, get on it. It's really good, but it seems like, I mean, I'm just very surprised that there's a second. Like we we all are, <laughs> you know. It just seemed like one of those things where it's just like you're like, okay, this is how this goes um couldn't recommend it more absolutely fantastic um so that's the one i have brian lang and nothing i don't really know what's coming out you know yeah i'll be honest with you you're you're just ready for the surprise i come as it go you know i'm easy breezy easy breezy uh cool man so uh let's do yeah let's just talk our 10 favorite tv shows of the year and uh you know just give a, a little bit uh about them you know nothing too crazy so uh kick it off jason what was it if you have any honorable mentions too i don't know what it... do you have i mean i i be, i had a few but it doesn't matter like these are like the 10 definitive tv shows for me i don't know if you had anything that was outside of your list that you wanted to shout out jason uh let me go to my list i made a list of 20 because as i was going through i kept having to add and add and add uh so i guess i'll talk about my two honorables then uh, Moon Knight, I had at 12 and Andor at 11. Their, uh, Moon Knight is a Marvel show and Andor was the new Star Wars show. I really liked the Andor 
there's a whole uh prison break uh couple of episodes there that really work with uh andy circus in them so i really like those and that's like a prequel to like rogue one right some shit it like is that. it is yeah that's interesting so i feel like i'm kind of missing out on like the star wars tv show universe all right I, I watched mandalorian and i was like this is cool but like I kind of just like lost interest, but there seems to be like so much stuff like what book of Boba Fett. Um, there was yeah, like, Boba Fett was okay. Yeah. But everyone seems to think that this Andor show is like the one. Yeah. It's real good. Even though it's, it is a prequel to a prequel, but yeah. uh, it, it works. I like it. Okay, cool. Um, so Langan, did you have any honorables that you want to mention? I do a couple of, uh, a lot of docs, um, some cult docs. I like this. This year, uh, keep sweet uh, Netflix about the, uh, the Mormon church out in, in Utah or whatnot. Uh, the deep deep end with Teal Swan about Teal Swan, that wacko uh, train wreck, the Woodstock '99 doc. Yeah, I thought it was the the best of the. There was another one. What was the other one on? That's this was a Netflix one, I believe, and the other one was HBO. HBO had. Um... I I forget what that series. HBO was, was the one I didn't. It was okay, but it, it had some eye rolling moments in it, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like, you did. It had some like pure nonsense, like people yeah. deciphering Literally. what uh, DMX was thinking. Yeah, they yeah, that that shit. But then I thought the Netflix ones was much better. Um, the most hated man on the internet. I thought it was good. That was Tinder pretty Swin- good. Yeah, Tinder Swindler, Bad Vegan. These are all. This is like my like reality tea. This would be like my. This is like desperate how uh, the real housewives is. I know, like as far as some of these trashy uh, uh, docs, but they're but they're good. And also, uh, lastly, we need to talk about Cosby, um, the doc that uh, Camo Bell did for Showtime. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I didn't watch that, um, but yeah, they did all- a nice job of laying out his timeline. A lot of stuff I didn't know about it, and then also all the fuck. The timeline of his career matching with what fucked up shit he was doing in it at that time. It was well put together. I mean, listen, he uh, he was uh, definitely in position. To Going on tour, twenty twenty three. I hear he's uh, <laughs> is he's he out, really going to play some? Sh- oh yeah, I heard he's announcing dates. Is he opening up for Ryan Adams or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going out with Segura or something. No, no. no he's not. No, of course not. <laughs> but he did say he wants to play shows. He's out. Hey, listen. Know. At the end of the day, man, got to eat. It goes. It goes to this. It's like if you don't support it, then don't go. If you support it, then go. It's you know, like I don't. I don't really care if that's what you want to do. If there's an audience for you, you know, um, there there are people that are murdering people like somewhere in New York City right now. And they are on the loose, and I'm not worried about some TV show. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, there's no way that guy could still be funny though. There's no way that's gonna be good. And who the fuck could sit there and look at his milky eye for an hour and a half? Somebody rolling around in the head, his head. Fuck that shit. I feel like you're boxing my grandmother in a corner. So now (laughs) she's gonna be second guessing this when she listens to this. But um. So you brought us some really cool ones, um, bad vegan in particular. So if I'm going to do honorable mentions, I, I really forgot to um, pick some of those. That's a really good one. So much so that like in our band, I wrote a song about the girl in bad vegan 
because Did I was watching. Yeah, I was watching. It's called The Vault Inside Your Mind. I don't remember the name of the song, but um, <laughs> and I just remember watching the Bad Vegan four episodes and uh, just strumming along as I was like watching it. And uh, she was just either really dumb or somewhat in it, you know. So that's, yeah. that's that's what I took from it. And another one that I'll mention from Netflix, which I thought was great, uh, was "Why Did You Kill Me?" I think the name was, where it was like, um, this girl is murdered, and her like sister, I think it is, like starts catfishing like the gang she thinks is involved with it through her MySpace, mm. pretending to be her. Mm. You know, uh, really like. <laughs> Very well done, but the story is like so fucking berserk as to like you know the murder and like her like uh I guess trying to flirt with the guys that she feels are somewhat involved and stuff. So, mm. uh, but anyway, so yeah, let's, let's do Jason number ten. Uh, ten on my list. I had the boys. Uh, I really, I really liked that show. I was looking forward to season three for a while. I think that was season three. Whatever the newest season was, I was looking forward. Season three, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that show is uh, real good. And uh, the whole Soldier Boy uh, plot line they added in this year was great. And uh, yeah, I really like that show. It wasn't the best season of it, but it was really good still. That's funny. I feel like it might have been my favorite season of it. So, But I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, talk, I'll talk about that later. Soldier on. Boy was in it? <laughs> not not Soldier. Oh, yeah. Soldier. Ah, uh, uh, shit. Cause I was going to turn it on right now. ER. ER. Soldier Boy. <laughs> ER. Um, throw some ER on that. <laughs> so, laying at number ten. Um, I it, it's weird with this category is always interesting. So we say TV shows, but it's like limited series TV shows. Yeah, yeah. And like specials, there's so much stuff that encapsulates it. And I just watched this last night, almost because I was like holding off. But uh, I'm gonna shout out. It's really a comedy special, but uh, not like anything you've ever seen. Norm Macdonald's nothing special. Okay. Um, I didn't watch it for a long time because it was so bummed. He's one of my favorite comics and comic minds ever, and I was like, it's gonna be like kind of sad because it was basically him almost working out material. If anyone hadn't seen it, um, he had basically a solid hour he was working on, or an hour and fifteen, and he just he was sick. Nobody knew he was sick. Um, he looked very sick in the special, but he. It was like he was working out material, but he also knew you can tell behind his eyes that he knows this is him him putting out his last piece to the world. And it was uh, sounds real funny. Yeah. Hilarious (laughs) stuff. But it is funny. I mean, you're talking about one of the best comic minds that's ever been, in my opinion. And um, but it's got some really like. Uh, sweet moments in it too that it works heavier than a normal special and it's also fascinating because it's almost like you're looking into uh, material that's not totally fleshed out with an audience it's almost like you're looking into a comics uh, notebook and to see him working things out and what you know what I mean but at the same time has some fully finished stuff but and then there's a nice like 10 minute special with Sandler Spade uh, Dave Chappelle um, Conan O'Brien David Letterman speaking a little bit about what they just watched and um, and their memories and stuff. Yeah, so it's really I, I, nice. I remember. Yeah. I remember some of that. Um, might have watched like an episode or so, but uh, mm. I, yeah, the working out stuff is great. I we uh, like last year or so we watched a tell over at 
governors, I think it was. And oh, then, wow. and then like later on, like Louis CK and, you know, when they go to these places, it's like, they're like, something's yeah. work, something's don't. They're like, they're like, taping it's a process. It. It's a process. It's so you yeah. get to watch it. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, my number 10 is a show that is so fucking stupid. <laughs> so stupid, but, uh, it's Tulsa King. It's just yeah. so dumb, but I, here's, here's what it has going for it. I love Stallone. So I'll watch him do anything. Uh, he's 75. He's like a mobster. Uh, they, you know, he did 25 and then like his crime family says, Hey, there's nothing for you here. So they send him to Tulsa. And from there, it's just, it's, it's like sons of anarchy, basically in the ridiculousness of like, Oh, this is just like, it's, it's just, it's one of those shows that just makes like, there's no reality to it, but it's so entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's like mob stuff. It's like biker stuff. It's yeah. drug stuff. It's got Martin star. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm, we're really having fun with it. All the episodes are like 35, 40 minutes long. Uh, great soundtrack. They had idols on the soundtrack, which is cool. Um, or a bunch of really good songs, but it, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's one of those dumb shows. that's that's really entertaining. So that, uh, that's piece volumes, you know, not everything needs to be a, you know, something cerebral. And this is just really fun to watch. So, yeah, that was a real good one. I don't okay. have it on my list, but I also really, really like that show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's fun, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So number nine, Jason, uh, number nine, I have the last kingdom. It's a Netflix show. It's like, um, it, it, this was the last season, so I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's uh, it's kind of like Game of Thronesy, but a little less uh, magical, a little. Uh, and uh, it follows one guy that uh, this guy Uhtred that will like uh, you'll see him like fight full armies by himself and stuff. It's it's stupid, but it's all about like the Danes and the English fighting as they unify the United Kingdom. I'm and, out. Uh, yeah, I liked it though. <laughs> that shit's going I, I'm pretty sure I got that in my queue for a while I was going to the press play now like, you know Sam yeah, I know good. you wouldn't like it and you know I would like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's good anything with dudes fighting with swords I'm, I'm about hell so yeah like brother what about me Brian <laughs> once I see a sword and a horse I'm out history <laughs> books yeah history swords. books and swords I'm out <laughs> so uh, alright uh, Langan number nine um, this might be your number one, Sam. So forgive me, but uh, House of the Dragon, my number <laughs> nine. Uh, Close. A two hundred year prequel to Game of Thrones, I believe it's two hundred years about the House Targaryen. Um, a lot of table setting in this season for I think what's to follow. Um, there was one abrupt time jump in it that I find a little disconcerting but overall it's a, a good series uh Patty Constantine Olivia Cook who's fantastic um I, it's it's not as good as Game of Thrones for me right now at this point but it's early stages so I have high hopes for probably in what six years when they make season two wherever long it takes but for these series but uh it's good FBS. Yeah, it was a good watch. It wasn't quite as good as the first season of the first Game of Thrones, but still definitely. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they stayed with the um I don't can't remember her name in the story, but the actress's name is Millie. Um uh Millie a Cook or something. Um yeah. 
once they changed the over the actresses, it wasn't quite as good. The second, yeah, movie. right. Like I really liked that girl, like figuring her way out, and then all of a sudden, like one episode later, she's like thirty years old. Like, yep. Whoa, what happened? Yeah, that, no explanation. That actress is going to be a movie star. That first one, so the good, right? One, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did did you guys watch the SNL skit where Dave Chappelle did like that that bit? It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I gotta send it to you. He did like a house of house of the dragon, whatever house of the dragon yeah. skit. Right. And it's really, really fucking funny. I'll send um, it to you. I'm interested. He, yeah. he he like mixed like the player haters ball with that. Cause he was oh, shit. like he was like talking about like, you know, like he's like, I like the show. He's like, I just hate when I see black people with blonde long hair. So he said something really funny and then he they made a whole skit out of it. So very cool. Um right. so my number nine is a show that started off very strong and the content is is definitely things that i i i live through uh pam and tommy um mm. you know when he when the show aired and he's talking to his dick and his dick is talking back to him i was like whoa this is like fucking i can't even, i couldn't even wrap my head around what i was watching and then as the show went on i don't maybe it just got sadder because you like feel so bad for like Pam and like all these things that you didn't, you know, the sex tape was something that existed, but I didn't really ever think how or why, you know, I didn't think that someone stole it from them uh, and all this other stuff. Cause like we didn't have all the information we have now. It was just like, Oh, she probably wanted the money there or they, they leaked it themselves. And you know, you don't think anything you, you, there's no there's like a newspaper that you could read maybe uh but right. then the story really goes into what happened and like just how bum they were and and like what what a dickhead the guy that was working at the house was and it it just uh it started off really strong you know and like i said there there's some attachment to it because i remember the story i just didn't remember sure. how i didn't remember how it ended because the, the, that news cycle wasn't constantly in my face like you would have to look for it be like hey whatever happened to that story so but very entertaining i know one of my favorites lake bell directed some episodes of it and uh it's great performances too yeah the tommy Se and sebastian Pam. yeah sebastian they Stan. crushed it yeah and, and around the same time that he was in the movie fresh which was one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, Pam came off kind of good from that. Tommy definitely came off as yeah. the idiot that you probably yeah think she, he would be for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and uh, you know probably still is for sure. But uh, so that's my number nine. All right, Jason, number eight. No, oh, number eight. I have Rick and Morty. Uh, last season of Rick and Morty wasn't quite so good. This was kind of a comeback season for them, where it was. Uh, funny again which was which is a good thing for a comedy to be uh it maybe doesn't touch as many of they have a lot of overarching storylines throughout their whole series uh and it didn't touch on those quite so much it was pretty episodic but uh when they do it was really good good season of rick and morty how much of this nice. how much of this top 10 does your wife watch with you i would say just about all of it okay my wife and i line up very much on what we watch on tv good because me and karen kind of split like sometimes like half the shit we watch together, the other half, you know, she's watching like, uh, what is that? Married at first sight or like just dumb shit like that. You know? Okay. Yeah. Jesse does a lot of real housewife stuff that I okay. don't watch, but outside yeah. of that, we're pretty, uh, in yeah. sync. Okay, cool. Uh, so laying a number eight. Uh, my number eight is winning time. 
Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Love this on HBO. Yep. Um, talking about the heyday of the LA Lakers and um, and the Bus family and the running of it. There's uh, John C. Riley is basically your lead in it, and he's amazing as always as Dr. Jerry Bus. Um, this guy Quincy Isaiah that right. plays Magic Johnson. I mean, this is his first credit on IMDb, wow. I believe, yeah. and he's yeah. amazing amazing like he nails magic but the, you know you see portrayals of kareem and uh, adrian brody's in there as pat riley um really great cast it took, and, me, uh, it took me a minute to realize that was adrian brody yeah right yeah i know and and it's shot the my favorite part Love about it. it is yep. it's got this texture to the film stock or whatever they use them to do it to put it into that time period to make it look really natural and the set design, everything. I mean, awesome. I can't wait for the next season. That's one. I, I hopefully that's coming back next year. Yeah, it looks great. It, it's just yep. the whoever shot the cinematography or like the flavor that they were going for, they, they nailed it. it mm-hmm. I think they used the cameras because it looked, it looked like it. It seemed yeah, like amazing. you're watching it on like, you know, like a boob tube, basically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. So my number eight is uh, something that only had seven episodes. Uh, hopefully it comes back very quick. Uh, the old man with uh, Jeff Bridges and um, geez, why am I blanking? Uh, I heard that was uh, Lithgow, J- uh, John Lithgow. So Jeff Bridges is great in it, but John Lithgow is so good in it. Uh, it's like CIA stuff. Um, you know, uh, Iraq war kind of, um, like I'm trying to like think of how to explain what it is. It's, uh, so I'll just read it real quick. So Dan Chase, uh, absconded from the CIA lives off the grid. That's what it is. And then some, some assassin arrives and tries to take him out, blah, blah, blah. And then from there, like you start peeling away this onion of the story and the, the relationships involved. But it really centers around Jeff Bridges' character, who has a past, and John Lithgow, who's still in the CIA, and their relationship to uh, someone in the Middle East. It's fucking great. It's really good. Like um, the action scenes are fantastic, but it's just very smart, very well written. If you're into like, uh, you know, like action and and uh, that type of shit, man, uh, very very good. Uh, very strange because, like I said, it's. Um, I don't know why it only had seven episodes because it didn't really feel like the end of a season, you know, but, um, you know, I guess it's maybe. on uh, Paramount. It's, uh, it, I watched it. Hulu, on, right? Yeah. I, I think I watched it oh, on okay. Hulu. I don't know exactly what it aired on or my, maybe it was a Hulu thing, but it's really good. You'll, you'll love it. Check it out. Nice. Um, so number seven, Jason, uh, number seven, I've got the bear. So I worked at a restaurant for a few years, and uh, as soon as the show came out all over like my Facebook and whatever, everybody I worked with was saying, oh, if you worked at a restaurant, this feels just like working at a restaurant. You got to watch this show. So I put on the bear, and I think Jesse and I, who also worked at a restaurant, we shot through this thing in, I don't know, a week, and it was real good. It definitely gives you that like uh, that energy that's in a restaurant and There's that a like, lot daily of- having to get stuff done. There was a lot of yelling. Yeah, that's very much – uh, how it feels working in a restaurant. So, did you watch it, Langan? 
I didn't. I actually sent it to a friend of mine just when I heard the premise of it because he's a cook, uh, a chef, and uh, I knew he'd get a kick out of it, but I have not watched it. I, I watched, I started watching it. Like, I watched three episodes, and it's just one of those things where it's just like I, I forgot to go back to it. And it was great, <clears throat> very intense, um, lots of yelling. The soundtrack was great. The first episode had like Wilco and like refused on like the same soundtrack, and it was like, you know, um, but yeah, I, I got to go back to it. Like there, there was something like by the third episode where I was just like, all right, you know, like things, you know, I often say when it comes to the fight for someone's attention now, it's like, man, if, if, if there's eight shows that you want to watch and as soon as that one slips up where you're like, uh, maybe I'll just come back to this. Cause there's like seven others that are just waiting for you, you know, to, that's why this yeah. list was very hard to make for sure. At least the order of it too, for sure. Uh, sure. So, okay. The bear um, laying at number seven. Uh, number seven, I have the HBO limited series, George Carlin's American dream. Oh, that was great. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, he's one, you know, probably my favorite comic of all time. Um, definitely would be most, a lot of people's and one of those comics that you hear the most about, him and Patrice O'Neill, like, God, you would love to hear their take of, like, <laughs> what, has, what society's at and, and whatnot. Is and, he the one that says nursery rhymes? What's that? Is he, is he the one that does the nursery rhymes? You know, hey, yeah, that guy. Doc? That guy. Um, but just, I mean, what an amazing, a lot of stuff of his early career that I never saw their footage and discussion of it. But uh, I mean, just this guy was just such a beast and to be what we all hope for, like as we get older to be yeah. a sharp and yeah. cutting right till the end, that guy's specials were, and they even got even like more <laughs> angry and like not angry, but uh, targeted towards certain things that were really deep. And uh, it was great. He got, part. he got more introspective. He got mm -hmm. less conservative where some people probably, you know, went more. He was mm -hmm. more anti-establishment, you know, so it was just like, oh, OK, cool. Like he was saying some some cool shit, you know, like stuff that was like relatable to like younger people. Sure. You know, people probably, still relatable. Yeah. Probably people probably his age were probably like, oh, yeah. when I pop on the YouTube sometimes and there's all these reaction clips and younger people watching stuff and which I get a kick out of sometimes seeing some younger people like experience something for the first time and i get to witness it and they're playing clips of carl and it, it could be like talking exactly about something going on right now like it's still relatable why it's do amazing. i hate reaction videos um because a lot of them are probably pretty annoying okay right. but like I, I i told you i'm like it's not something i watch all the time but like like if i see a, a young hip-hop head that's 16 hear big l for the first time and I remember just like when I, yeah. I was driving my friend in my car and I just got the new cassette. I'm like, yo, you got to hear this shit. And they get watch that person mind blown that, in that, real time. I dig it. That makes more sense. I just, you know, like my first dabble into it was like, hey, watch these like three like black dudes that like rap music. Listen to Megadeth for the first time. It's like it seemed like just kind of there's like, a lot of people that lean into that for yeah, views and shit like, and it's obvious and but you got to find like some cool people out there wa basically so. watch watch metalheads listen to wu-tang for the first time it's like oh yeah but yeah. yeah and then they make a thumbnail of everyone like this 
Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like shot. Maybe that's what we need to do for our YouTube channel. You and me like. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Number one TV show. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a big red number one you need. That's it. <laughs> um, all right. So my number seven uh, was on Peacock. Uh, I think I mentioned it when I was at Jason's house, a friend of the family. And it was the, the scripted version of the documentary uh, Abducted in Plain Sight, which is bugged out. Um, you know the, the story, right? I don't yeah. know if you know the story, Jason, kind of, right? No. Turns out I have seen that doc. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So did she has did Jess watch it? Or she, she just rewatched the doc. So but okay. I've seen that. I haven't seen the show. So, but you're familiar with the story as yeah. to like how fucking completely utter bad shit it was. This was like the I might have been like 10 episodes of of the story with Colin Hanks as the dad who got a handy. Yeah. Uh, you're like, I'm like watching this and he's explaining to him. He's like, you know, he said he needed like you know, hand release, and you know, I gave him like it. Just take a like. This guy must have been one charming motherfucker to get a hand job from you and get fucked by the mom. Like it's like just he was doing all this stuff just to deflect off the fact that he was trying to completely marry their like you know whatever it was seven year old, eight year old at the time, but later on twelve, thirteen. Uh, and you, man, you watch the story. And it's, you know, something's good when, when it elicits this response of just like, like, I, I just, I, I wanted, I'm watching going like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It's like, no one's (laughs) like, no one's doing anything. No one's saying anything. No one's being like, Hey, like, why is this fucking guy hanging out with this fucking little kid nonstop and ever like the parents are like, Oh, well, you know, if you want to go horse, man, this show is full of that. And yeah. uh, the story is unbelievable. Everything that happened, and uh, yeah, it's my number seven. So, um, all right, so six, man. Here we go, Jason. Uh, so I was saying before, I watch a lot of like uh, comic book shows, but this was my number one comic book show at six. Was Peacemaker on HBO? Uh, I thought that show was great. John Cena was. I, I'm not a big wrestling guy, so I didn't know that much about him. Uh, but I thought he was awesome as the lead in this. He's a real talented guy, and the whole show was funny throughout. It was very much uh, James Gunn's recent output has been all this um, funny and heartfelt and family kind of stuff, and uh, it worked like all that. Do you have it on your list, Langan? No, no. All right. I, I, I haven't it seen it, list. actually. I'm I like ha- the last person. I have it on mine, so we'll, I'll talk about it when I get to it. So, But yes. I'm about to agree with you when I get there. Um, <laughs> so that's Jason's number six. So Langan number six. Uh, Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Um, if people aren't aware of it, it follows basically one of those preacher families from the South and, you know, with the mega church and a lot of scandals. And listen, Danny McBride, you put him in one of these like, Playing basically like Kenny Powers style. Yeah. I don't care how many times you do it in it's, different scenarios. I am on it and I love it because <laughs> it's so fucking funny. The guys, this is his wheelhouse kind of humor. And uh, Edie Patterson, who plays his sister, absolutely amazing. Almost steals the show. Um, John Goodman's in it too. It's just uh, 
a great cast, and it was it had a good first season. It was funny, but this season two really stepped it up and broadened broadened it out the storylines um, a lot further. Very good. Yeah, a lot of people loved it. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. And and everything you described, I, I love like that that dude Walton Goggins, right? Oh yeah, he's like, great. He's in there. Uh, Those two together, just I don't. Did you see Vice Principals? The show in between. Uh, no. He's bound and down. And I love to watch that too. Yeah, he, he plays with Goggins as vice, you know, no, working I in know. high school. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and that's also David Gordon Green, I think, directed that. Yeah, so it's a winning formula. They yeah. just they know what they're doing right there. Um. All right. So my number six is a show that almost cracked the top five, but you know, there was a show ahead of it, and uh, I I uh, had to go with Ozark for number six, the fourth season. You know, it's uh, very, I don't know, I drugs, double cross, murder, cartels. Uh, Laura Linney, you know, as Wendy Bird is one cold bitch. Oh, I love her. You know, like the kids bothered me. I love Marty because he's just such a, uh, you know, scumbag at heart. But Wendy Bird, Laura Linney, aside from being, you know, like a semi stone cold fox, as Mike Vanderbilt would say, um, she was just very good in this role. She was uh, ruthless, very calculated. She was the she was the rational person to, um, you know, the insane shit that was going on around her. You know, that's she's she's uh, the, the person you want on the team. So season four Ozark for me. Uh, here we go. Top five, Jason. Uh, my number five is, uh, is Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I know, uh, a lot of people didn't like this show, but, uh, I'm definitely a Tolkien guy. I read all those books, uh, watched all those movies and stuff. And I was very into this show, uh, was waiting for it for a while to come out. And I, th- I, it worked for me for the most part. It wasn't a perfect show, but, uh, all their stuff with dwarves and elves was great. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the, with the Harfoots and the stranger was great. And, uh, the whole thing was good. It was, had a whole like adventure vibe to it, which is just so different than the game of Thrones, which is all like political infighting. It's nice. I like this angle a little better personally. What is that on? Uh, prime. prime. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so it looks beautiful. They put a stupid amount of money into that show. So, yeah, it's amazing. looking. I'm like three seats episodes in. I wasn't in love with it. I'm still watching because I'm the same way as you. I love Tolkien. I love all that stuff. Um, but man, it, it looks it looks really good. It does get a little better as it goes. It's a little bit of a slow burn. I was yeah. hoping. I was even put something on Facebook. I'm like, oh, is this show? I'm like, you know, like if it wasn't knowing what what the Lord of the Rings and the whole story, I might not. I wouldn't have stuck with it. But so you know, you wrote I that. I I was like, somebody yeah. wrote that. So it was you that was just yeah okay. I was looking just to see if like any if it picks up and shit, but most people seem to say it does. So, um, number five, Langan. Right. Uh, season three of Barry, I got there. Um, I had never seen Barry. I I knew a new season was coming out, so I just watched season one and was hooked. Burned through season two, and then just in time for this to start, um, a hitman. Goes out to, for a job, ends up in an acting class, it's an unlikely scenario, and um, 
it gets progressively darker and darker. Like this season was really dark, but still maintaining a lot of uh, a lot of comedy. Um, there's a guy that plays uh, a character, Noho Hank, who is just legendary uh, supplemental character. Henry Winkler's in it as well. Um, and Bill Hader, I mean, I, probably besides Bill Murray, I think Bill Hader is probably the greatest talent to come out of SNL, I, in my opinion, that could do. Like Will Ferrell, there's a whole ton of guys, but I think that this guy can do comedy and um, and serious shit so well. I, he's He's amazing. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Everything you described, like that plot uh, synopsis is something that is in my wheelhouse. Like I would watch something that's like, oh, a hitman. It reminds me almost of like a hitman goes to his like, you know, uh, uh, high school reunion, which is gr- gross point blank. So anything like right. anything ridiculous like that, I should watch. And you would like, like this. I got to check it out. Yeah, yeah that show is yeah. awesome. And okay. you're right. No, Hank is steals the show. Every season. Hilarious. Cool. Uh, so my number five uh, was mentioned by Jason. So I, I got it in at number five, the boys. Um, I missed Aya Cash just because of my crush on her uh, this season. She played Stormfront last season. But uh, the soldier boy angle, like the 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 fucking superhero orgy. Uh, the big vagina, like, were they in a big vagina or something? Like, they were, no, they were in, in a, yeah, yo, everything. About- <laughs> the superhero orgy. Yes. yes. Oh, wait, uh, so you didn't even. I've see- never seen it. Oh, all right. So what's stopping you? Because I hate superhero shit. Do you, you're, are we on the same? I page? do hate superhero shit, but um, this has just nothing a matter to- of, I, so many people. Like that, I trust opinions like you would have like love it. I know it's probably great, but it's, it's just a matter of there's so much shit to watch, and I just haven't pressed play. You know, what yeah, I mean? because it, to me, like I don't care about super like I at all. But this is not that. This is just like bad people that have superpowers. It's right. like it's like Brightburn, basically, if you remember that. Um, but yeah, this season was great. Just pure mayhem. Um, Anthony Starr is just really good as home front. Um, Carl Urban kills every season. Yeah, also, he's fucking I- great. The whole cast is really good. Um, yeah, and th- th- this was a really fun season. So, uh, the boys season three for me, and I uh, can't wait for the new season. I'm sure it's going to be just as crazy. You know, whenever they they do these outrageous things, like you know, um. Yeah, I guess it was like a, a, a tiny a guy, a superhero that made himself tiny, and then he went into like this penis. It's just fucking like, yo, it's ridiculous. Oh, Herogasm. That was the name. Herogasm was the name of the superhero orgy. That's what it is. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 for sure. So, okay. Uh, uh, Jason, number four. Uh, this one's probably so high on my list because it was a bit of a surprise. So I was saying before, me and my wife, we uh, watch a lot of the same things. So she goes to sleep a lot earlier than me, and that leaves me with not much TV to watch or I get yelled at. So the one thing she doesn't do is she's not a big fan of reading either books or subtitles. So I watch a lot of foreign language stuff after she goes to sleep. This one I did start and made her watch in the end. It's called Acapulco. I think it's on Apple TV. It's uh, It's about half in English, half in Spanish. It's kind of um, it's told in the same way of how I met your mother, 
there's one character's telling the story of how he made how he got rich. I saw it. Yeah. I sorry. It's but, all in the eighties. Yeah. You've seen the show? No, no. Now that you mention it, I, I saw like the synopsis and it seemed interesting. But go ahead. It's good. It's a real like it's real easy watch. It's not there's no it's an easy comedy. There's nothing you need to um I don't know. That's why I thought it would work for both of us to watch. We shot right through both seasons and it's about this guy working in a resort as a kid when he had, didn't have much money and you watch him start to rise into this person. That's going to be a rich at the end, but it's funny. It's got a lot of heart. It's, it's an easy fun watch. It says 1984 too. So I guess it's, it's, it's a throwback show. Yeah. Well, it's all him in the present day telling the story of him making his millions. Yeah. So it goes back to the eighties and like, is telling his life story to his nephew or something. Cool. Cool. I got to check that out. I like that. We were just talking about, uh, you know, resort comedies, like private resort, like the eighties, like, you know, <laughs> all like the sleazy okay. comedies, uh, Apple TV, man, they, they got some, they got some shit every now and then that pops up, you know, it's, it's more than Ted Lasso, which is of course the great, yeah, you know, I, I, I found out about this show. It was an article saying this is the best show on Apple TV. That's not Ted Lasso. Okay. Like, all right. Okay. Let me watch this. Yeah. It was real good. But you love Lasso, right? I really liked season one. Season two, I thought was okay. Wow. I'm with you 100% on that. Wow. Okay. All right. So I guess I'll go fuck myself. So, all right. Laying it number four. <laughs> uh, I got Dahmer from Netflix. Um, really tough watch. Very tough watch. Um, Is it because it was especially the first? What's that? Yeah. Uh, especially the first episode. It just, uh, like, thank God. Well, I don't want to spoil anything in that. Obviously, we know the whole story, but the first episode, the way they portray it, I don't want to uh, do anything. But uh, just to get, it does a really good job, I think, of giving us not just his story, and but we always wonder why this fascination of true crime, like what goes wrong with certain people and why, and um, gives us a view of his parents, his upbringing, uh, the victims, the, the family. Um, uh, just... It, it was extremely dark, but I thought Evan Peters was just amazing. I thought the guy just crushed it. And it's a it's a really, like, not, you know, not an easy role and stuff like that. Like, he did such a good job. He could be nominated for an award, but can you really nominate a guy for an award playing Dahmer? It's just such a connotation to it, you know. But I thought it was really well done. I ne- yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, I, mean, I feel like I'm the only one. So I also haven't seen it, but I do I- know Evan Peters is a good actor. Yeah. He's he's great in this, like really impressive, really impressive. I do know the ending just from watching the news. That's for sure. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Dom <laughs> goes to jail. Uh, but so, no, the, I just didn't want to ruin the first episode the way they set it up. But sometimes when they put you right in his apartment, in that apartment and the lighting, this, how you're like, you need a shower afterwards. It's just it's 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 rough and well executed. Very nice. Um, so four, my top four are as good of shows as I've seen in the last 10 years. So very excited to crack in there. Does anyone have severance on their list? Yes. All right. Do you have it at four? You have, no. it, you have it later on. So I'm going to, that's my number four, but I'll wait till you bring it up and we'll talk. About okay. It Cause it's, yeah. it's, there's a lot to talk about there. Sure. So, uh, so Severance is my number four from Apple TV. So, uh, Jason, what's your number three? Uh, my three and two were pretty interchangeable. I had a, this was maybe the hardest decision of all of them. But I have What We Do in the Shadows at number three. 
Uh, I really like that show. I think the whole main cast is hysterical in that show. Everything Matt Berry says is great. The whole uh, baby Colin Robinson uh, arc this season was incredible. And uh, yeah, that one's a funny show. That's Karen's favorite show. Yeah. Let's see that. She made us dress up. Like I, I I saw the movie. I love the movie. Yeah. I never, I, n- I didn't really pay too much attention to the show, but people seem to love it. And the episode the show is as good. Yeah, the show is yeah. as good as the movie. Yeah. Um. So, Langa number three. Uh, I have season two of the White Lotus. Okay. Yeah, I don't have that. Um, different location, but same chain of hotels. That you know, this time we're in Italy. Um, it just it it does such a good job and of giving great dialogue for some actors in there to shine and just, and Aubrey Plaza just is probably one of her best performances ever. Maybe what she had a great year as it is and stuff, but uh, this is probably her best performance and maybe one of the better performances I've seen this year. Um, Michael Imperioli. Uh, I always love seeing him spider. Uh, He's what, great in this. What about the guy who's been old since 1983, F. Murray Abraham? I yeah, saw, he still looks the same. He still looks. I'm like, yo, you look this old in Scarface. He's like, one of those dudes, like Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, <laughs> they were born like old. You know sure. what I mean? But he's great in it. Yeah, Everybody's great. great in it. Yeah. Um, it. It's it's funny. It's dramatic. It's got a mystery involved in it. But really, just great act a lot. Great if you like great dialogue, great acting. You can't not like this. Yes. Well, I watched it by proxy. Karen loves it. We uh, we were in uh, Arizona at night, and uh, we were at her mom's, staying at her mom's in Arizona, and like we were sitting on the couch. Karen was to the right of her mom. Her mom was in the middle, and I was on the other side. And it was like dark, and we were just watching this latest episode uh you know whatever it was a few weeks ago karen falls asleep and we're sitting there and it's like the most graphic like sex scene it's hetero and gay sex going on at the same time and i'm sitting next to her mom and it was just like the most awkward like it was like awkward enough to watch something like that with your like if it was my mom i would have just gotten up and left or if karen was awake i'm sure she just would have been like ah, i'm just gonna change like something like that but like karen fell asleep and me and her just watching like severe sex going on not saying a yeah. word <laughs> when it ended i just got up and walked into the bedroom it was a lot of fun so <laughs> shout out to that um so my number three langan do you have the offer no jason which one was the offer i don't have it on my list Godfather. okay cool so oh, okay. all right so paramount plus uh i remember when this was being uh thrown around the trailer I didn't really know what it was about and uh, I watched it and yeah, my three, these three are super interchangeable. One, two, three, like this could have been my, my favorite show of the year. This was out of the three, probably the one that we waited for the most weekly where we're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I can't wait to watch the offer. Cause we love, well, I love the Godfather. Then it was, it's the story of how this movie got made and how, the New York mob did not want this movie being made because it was the seventies and it was just kind of like a hush hush thing that you didn't talk about. Uh, so how they went to Joe Colombo to help them out, um, how the 
producer, um, Al Ruddy, um, basically went all over the place just to try to get funding, uh, fighting the studios, fighting everyone to just basically see Francis Ford Coppola's uh, and um, uh, uh, Mario Puzo's like vision get brought to the screen, working with the, yo, it's so fucking good. Like if Robert you Evans the, too. If you what a great lo- character. What's up? Robert Evans too, man. Oh, so you did watch it? I did watch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I love Robert Evans. Anything about that guy is fascinating. <laughs> On so the guys, the guy who played him, I think his name's like Matt Good or something. Yeah. He did such a good job, man. He did so like unbelievable. Such a good show, like fan fucking tastic. The offer Paramount Plus. Um. Jason, number two. Number two. Uh, you mentioned it before. Righteous Gemstones. I also really, really liked that show. Uh, I, the first season I thought was great and was looking forward to this one. We had the COVID break on this show. It was one of those with a long uh, yeah. season gap, but uh, it came back great. I thought the only thing you didn't mention before, Eric Andre was in this season. And I thought oh, yeah. his whole storyline was awesome in this season. And uh, mm-hmm. he was very funny. A good addition to a already killer cast. Sure. Um. So, all right. So number two, Lane. I, this is why I have Severance. Let's talk about it, Severance. Yeah. Um. I mean, a fascinating concept, futuristic, sci-fi, dystopian. Um. Really encapsulates a, some of the soul-crushing kind of workplaces we have in society today. And uh, that being said, the great performance. I mean, the great uh, concept, we have great performances. Patricia Arquette is absolutely amazing. John Turturro is amazing. Everybody's good in it. Uh, It looks amazing. It's shot so stylistically cool. It's got one. The score is very original. Um, Top to bottom. It's 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 a it's it's perfection. It's it's one of the best shows. Uh, It's one of the most creative shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Where it it felt like I was watching something from the eighties, but also something from like twenty years from now. It's like yeah. futuristic, but like very much a throwback. Um, it had, of course, the spotless mind vibe to it because of the the mm. the the mind. Um, you know, I guess like the synopsis. I'm trying to because the show is an onion. You yeah, peel, you peel the onion. You don't know what's going on you just know that these people are detached from their work selves they're the people you know they're they're right i is that is that what's in the description like they're just kind of like they're it's almost well they're almost like two entities their work self and their home self and they and they don't have any are supposed to have any kind of interaction with each other and it, it really it's 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 social satire, like in a way of like uh, a 1984 or Brave New World or any of these kind of films that approach uh, you know, approaches this kind of, you know, what's wrong with society and our workplace and this and that. And, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's an onion. That's a perfect way to put it. The awkward parts are so awkward, you know, <laughs> like Christopher walking into Tarot. Uh, I mean, there's just like so many like cool scenes in this, but it's it's sci-fi, and it's dark. So and, dark, and then it'll come out with that scene, like the dance, the, the dance. Episode, like, what the fuck? It's 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 
you know, it, so it's my number four, your number two. It's it's just yeah. uh, it's one of the most creative shows that I've When's seen. When's that coming back? I don't know. Have oh, no. Probably a while. I don't know, you know. I, I would imagine, but who knows. So, um, All right, so my number two is Peacemaker. Jason mentioned it. Uh, Langan, that's, there's another thing. James Gunn. Listen, w- James Gunn, we speak your name. You come from the trauma world. You know, so he's he's a trauma alumni. He worked on like the best trauma films. Uh, he made Slither. Um, he made these mo- like it, it, Peacemaker is basically a trauma series mm-hmm. visually, like where it's just a splatter and like the monsters and everything about it. And uh, the opening credits is probably the catchiest opening credit that I could think of in, in a long time. Like when the show started, I think in January, the collective thought of it was just like, you know, like when the intro happened, it was just this catchy thing. And they would do this dance in the beginning. Right, Jason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the dance was just so like you want to talk about doing something for no fucking reason other than just being like ridiculous. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the, the intro. Cause it's so funny. And the song. Oh, here's another great part about Peacemaker. Uh, James Gunn is just one of those directors that uses movies and uh, music in 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 the best places. So in this show, he tapped into something that hasn't been tapped into. You know, people tap in the '80s and '90s. He tapped into like the most obscure hair metal bands, like ever. Like you, you're they. There's shit like sure, uh, faster pussycat like. Uh, random songs like that but then just like deep cuts i think they had like a london choir boy song like jeez if you go yeah exactly I mean, bang tango i probably i'd have to look through the soundtrack but it's just like really outrageously <laughs> ridiculous like hair metal bands that they picked and uh it's fun it's so fun it's once again just like the offer like a show that any other year would have just been like my favorite show and this was like back in january and uh yeah it's just fucking great man and it took me a minute to maybe like a month or whatever maybe i watched like a a month after it was was dropping because i'm like i don't care like you know you see john cena he's like a wrestler and it's like a superhero ish i guess type thing but it's like i didn't really give a fuck like once i see that i just feel like it's like a kid thing but when you watch it, there's just sex, splatter, violence, total trauma. Tra- like, it's just James Gunn bringing that that trauma flavor to it. So Sold. And uh, that's my number two. So here we are at number one. Jason, make it a good one, man. That Your favorite TV show of the year. My favorite TV show of the year was uh, about the weirdest show I've ever seen, Nathan Fielder, The Rehearsal. Oh. Uh, I don't know if anybody just watched finished that. that the other night, actually. Uh, it's a strange show, but uh, I love how that guy will uh, he'll keep going deeper on his comedy. No matter what, he'll always go the step further and the step further when he's living with people. And he's he's just wild. And his old show, uh, Nathan Fielder, I forgot what his Nathan old, his old Comedy Central show was. Nathan for you. Nathan Thank for you. you, yeah. Yeah, that, that was also the same, but this is just amps it up further and continues the long storylines. And he's great. So big Nathan Fielder fan and. The rehearsal did it for me. Nice. 
Very cool. I know a lot of people loved it. I did not want Yeah, it. you talk about an onion that it's that show just goes further and further. It's crazy. Is it scripted or I thought it was like a reality thing? It's sort of. Well, <laughs> okay. it's really hard to describe. I mean, it's not scripted. Like he knows what he's doing, but I don't, I don't think anybody else does. That's surrounding him, yeah. you know what I mean? Okay. It's more like a Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, Langan, number one. My number one was uh, the final season of Better Call Saul. Mm. That was this was a no brainer for me. Uh, I was eagerly anticipating it, and Odenkirk and Seahorn are just incredible in this. In this, uh, I can't. I'm so happy all the good stuff that's happened to Bob Odenkirk since the show started. But uh, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, you got to see it. I mean, the Easter eggs and tie-ins are just incredible, and just scene after scene of different things bringing back some some old characters in this last season what's and what's what season is this it, like do they have, is this number five is, is what that, number yeah uh was it i think six i think i don't remember the number this was the last season i think it's six i want to say wow okay not a hundred percent though i got a lot to catch could be up five on. you could be right but it's listen you watch if you love breaking bad and i did i, I just didn't even it didn't even occur to me to watch better better calls. Yeah, it, it works. Some people like it better. You know, I'm not in that camp, but like it's it does no disrespect to anything. And it is not just in uh some money making Jerry Smith. <laughs> he does like like um you know, we're gonna make a prequel because let's just milk this cow till it's dry. You know, this is really a lot of quality. Uh, dialogue and episodes and got Michael McKeon in there too who's, who's incredible and the whole cast is great and just uh, I mean you got to take a minute how great is Vince Gilligan I mean to come out the gate with like two of the, maybe arguably the greatest television series of all time in my opinion I think so too yeah yeah, yeah it, it, you got to watch it dude it's yeah. you'll you'll be like damn it's one of those things you'll put on like fuck i should have watched i should have put this on before yeah 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 after barry of course <laughs> um and game of thrones <laughs> yes of course um yes. all right so my number one is a sam levinson show it's the second season of euphoria um so when this season came out i think it was like the very beginning of january um right because it was a new year's episode the first episode was a new year's episode and after the season ended i just knew that that was the bar i mean so this was playing around the same time as peacemaker and i was like man these two shows are like really i knew like those two were going to be the bar as to like what tv shows were going to have to beat in order to to take that top spot and they didn't that's why Peacemakers two and Euphoria is number one. Um, man, this second season after the long COVID break, but the long COVID break from the first season, there was a two special episodes. One was centered around Rue Zendaya, and the other one was, um, of course, now I'm not going to remember her name. Um, fuck the blonde girl. Ah, whatever. Anyway, so Sydney Sweeney. No, 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 no. Well, the, the you know, like the one who's, I mean, I guess she's uh, 
you you know used to be a boy i guess i don't know what's her name i guess i don't know what she refers to herself as um jewel jewel okay yeah so then there was the two specials and it was fucking fantastic right and then they do the second season and zendaya just it's like there's more crime to it there's there's the brother dynamic uh it starts off it's just it's so good. Like I could rewatch it and everything about the first season is so amped up and, and Levinson is just really good visually. He's great at putting songs in. There's there's an episode in the series, like towards like seven, maybe it's the seventh or eighth episode, where they're putting together a play and the play is about the show and their lives. They don't know that. But like the girl who put it together. So it's almost like you're rewatching the whole series as a play with different characters while they're watching themselves. It's just like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And then Zendaya has an episode where she's just like on the run where she's like so drug addicted and has nowhere left to turn. And just like, she's just going fucking nuts and her mom and her sister crying. And it's like, it's just fucking turmoil. Um, Man, what a goddamn good show that is, man. It's just, it's so good. Euphoria season two. I mean, I, I just, I could keep going on and on about it. So I don't know if you guys watch the show. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like from a sleazy aspect to it, from a drug aspect, from just art, from direction, yeah. from the acting. Um, it's fucking perfect. It's so good. It's so everyone good. I know that likes it is all it's, about it. So, because it's yeah. like it's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's just right. You know, and it's Barry Levinson's kid. You know, that's the the, the director of it, and uh, he's got these two seasons under his belt, and then he's got a movie called Assassination Nation, which I love, which is kind of like tied into like the Euphoria world. Now, Assassination Nation. Have you guys watched that? No. I feel like I've seen it and I can't remember. So, so this it, is great. I'm IMDBing it. See what, what I rated it. What I love, <laughs> what I love about this is just the what I like about Sam's like work is that he he goes for people and puts them in these situations that that are like, how would you react? So there's a hacker in this neighborhood, and he's hacking everyone's texts and emails. And the whole town is reading what they all think about each other and who's fucking yeah, so. who's fucking who behind who's back. And then from there, like the town just starts killing each other, whoever, like the people that have beef with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy. Like, you know, teachers with secrets, friends with secrets, and everyone's reading everything about each other in the town. And they just it, they it causes chaos and murder. I like I like his mind because it's chaotic, you know, it's 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 ugly, right. but he has such a good visual way of shooting it. So all right, listen, awesome. Hey. Fuck, man. You said it all. We you wrapped did. it all up finally. God damn it. Uh Jason, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, pleasure. Man. Uh we'll thanks invite we'll invite you back when you you know, for the next thing that you want to be a part of. When House of Dragons season two comes out, yep. we'll do yeah. a full recap every episode. <laughs> yeah, that that could be an angle. We're we could gonna, take this. 
Yeah. Oh, good, because I won't have to be here then. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us will do it. Okay. Uh, cool. All right, guys. All right. Later. Later. Everybody's gonna hang out here!